Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts by Trailblazer Consulting. In this podcast, we highlight proven solutions that we have developed through our experience working with companies across various industries. And we talk about how we can apply them to your company. We share our experience working with companies to solve their information management challenges. We tackle records retention schedules, program implementation and training, and more complex challenges like asset data management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I connect again with Jeff Parentosi to talk more about the EIM, that is the Enterprise Information Map. In this episode, what we'd like to do is go through our case study and kind of dive deep into it so that we can explain more about how an EIM gets developed. Jeff, I think you're on the spot again to get through this deep dive. If you would, could you uh, give us an example of how to do that? Certainly. And don't mind being on the spot. This is, again, an interesting way for information governance to come alive, at least for me, is where does this information live? How do we support the goals of information governance via understanding where our our data is stored and what systems it is stored in? So we talked previously about the basic system profile what that gives you is generic, maybe specific information about individual systems within your organization and what data and information is contained within them. And if you have policies, procedures, protections around types of information, you're now at a point where you know where that information lives, maybe how it migrates around your organization. And with that basic information, you can support whatever the goals are for your deep dive. And typically what the deep dive is meant for us is there's a specific driver that we're going after. One of the organizations that we spoke to about that was once they had gotten all of the information for a broad set of systems within their organization, they noticed that many of those systems did not have the ability to support their information governance program. So they had trouble identifying where records were being stored. They had trouble identifying how to, within those systems, mark information as this is now a record and applying disposition to that. So this particular piece of information is five years old our record detention schedule says that we destroy that information after five years. They couldn't do that within the systems that were in their organization. So the deep dive component of this particular organization's EIM project was to really uncover that information for specific systems. So we had this list of profiles for the neighborhood of 40 to 50 systems. And the idea of the deep dive was to go to that next level and say, ask those questions around how do we, how can we, or how can we not support records disposition within these 10 to 15 systems? And the basic profiles allowed us to target those 10 to 15 systems because we knew that high value records were stored in those systems. So that came from phase one, the basic profiles for individual systems. 
having seen that, the organization said, hey, these 10, 12, 15 systems are our core systems that contain our really valuable information. And that's, you know, value as defined by the organization, but also value in terms of how it was defined by the information governance program. These are records. They have these protections. We need to keep them for this amount of time. Now that we have those 10, 15 systems, the deep dive phase was to do additional information gathering around those systems. We know that those systems have this high value information. What are the questions we need to ask around, can we do things like disposition? Can we mark information as records within those systems? So we took the basic profiles, added questions and data points that we wanted to gather that were specific to whether or not records management, disposition, information governance could be done in those systems. And then it was another set of interviews and information gathering with the system owners for those systems to make that determination. So now for the, at the end of that interview data gathering phase, we now have additional information for those 15 systems. So we have basic profiles for 50, we've got more detailed system profiles for those 15. And that extra information that we gathered about them was specific to the particular goals of the project, which were identify whether or not we can do records management within these systems. And the result of that being, we can do a little bit of it in this system. We have some functionality in that other system that says, yes, we can do, identify something as a record, we can't do disposition. And what that eventually got to was, here's this list of 15 systems, here's what it can and cannot do for your high value information from an information governance compliance perspective. And for those pieces that it could not do, that translated into a roadmap to say, hey, how do we get these 10 to 15 systems to a point where we can fully comply with our information governance program specific to the data that is managed within each of those systems. So in other words, a modernization roadmap for those systems to get them up to speed. Correct. Specific to being able to do records management and information governance functions within them. Along the way, there were other pieces. Hey, this is an older technology. Maybe think about a full replacement. So although it was focused on whether or not we can do information governance within these systems. Uh, it was you know, collateral to that goal was other information came out in the conversation that allowed the organization to know a little bit more about their systems and maybe add on to that project roadmap with some other things that they wanted to do. Specifically, it turned out that this particular organization was using some high value data in their test environment for some of their applications um, that as a business process, they needed to, to get that further under control uh, as part of their overall information governance program. So that wasn't a stated goal of what we were doing at the time, but it was definitely information that was uncovered as part of the IM process. Well, that's excellent. I mean, that ties into one of our previous episodes and how some of this data 
some of this very important data can be used in test environments and so forth, and that maybe it shouldn't be. Let's put it that way. One other thing I wanted to mention is you were talking about the finding the system of record and how your information management or information governance program defines it. I think that's the key, right, is having a definition of a record that the entire organization understands, uses, uh, so that there's no questions as to uh, whether or not something is a record. That's a good point. Some of your definitions, hopefully they exist prior to doing the IM. If they do not, it's definitely a best practice to have an agreed upon definition, like you said, of what a record is. I think what we've also found is that, you know, 20 years ago, when you stuck 15 pieces of paper into a file, it was fairly easy, maybe easier is the right term, to define what a record was. Hey, it's in that folder. It's the, somebody's got a wet signature on that page. That's a record. We're talking about electronic data. It can be a little less clear as to what the record is. Is this a record in this system if it's copied from another system? If we can only do reporting on that, we can only view only that data, is it still a record? Does that, is it a record in system X and system Y and system Z everywhere that it exists? Or is there something special about a particular system that says, yes, this is the record copy and those others are convenience copies? that information and the definition of what your records are and where those records live, uh, we have found that doing the EIM engages the organization in that conversation. So it can bring information governance principles to parts of the organization that may have not been thinking about that. Your IT group probably is not most concerned about how to disposition data within a system they are more concerned with, let's just make sure the system's up and all the users can access it. Um, so we have found that one of the other means or I guess other bonuses for the information, enterprise information map is an education and a conversation around information governance principles as applied to data ones and zeros and databases, files sitting on a file share and once, as you have those conversations, we have found that the IM can be a, a solid tool for introducing those concepts to other parts of the organization and continuing the conversation. So once you have that conversation and you've done gathered information about these systems, the IM really is most valuable when you maintain it over time. And that maintenance process can fold into existing IT change management processes, et cetera, which then gives you a forum for managing, maintaining your information governance program in other parts of the organization. So that's it. That was, that was key because that's what I was going to target next is how do you keep this thing up to date? But what you just said is you're in the conversations, you're in it right? As the information governance person in your organization, now you need to be in the know when things do change. You know, information flows from one system to another. Uh, you just discussed that. This year, we decide this is the system of record. Next year, uh, there's a new system that comes in play. 
things may change, but the records person, information governance person has to be in the know so that they can update the EIM. And that's kind of your, your maintenance schedule for the EIM, keeping it consistent and knowing where data is throughout the whole period of time. Correct. Again, the EIM is a snapshot. And as we've all seen most recently through the pandemic, your organization will have new systems on a very quick and consistent basis. So information will find its way into new places and new information will find its way into new places and into your organization in order for you to be managing your information governance program. You need to be aware of all those things. And some of those changes can happen pretty quickly. So having your, your feelers within the organization, within IT, within legal, within other areas, gives you that insight into how your information governance and your EIM landscape is changing on a daily basis. I love that, Jeff, the way that information will find its way into your organization into every nook and cranny of your organization. Um, and that uh, the EIM, like you said, Lee, is a great tool for inf information governance teams or records managers to try and get a handle on that. So you know what to do next. Yeah, that was a lot of information again. And that was a great example, uh, Jeff, that you used there. So I appreciate that. I think that's a wrap on our EIM segment. If you have any questions, please email us at info at trailblazer.us.com. That's info at trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune into our next episode. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Again, was really, really valuable. And we will invite you back another day to talk about a different topic. Thanks for having me. It was fun. <laughs>